Joining us on the program today, we have uh, some of the top administrators with the city of Chickasha. We have Mayor Chris Mosley. Hey, thanks, Mayor, George. Thanks for coming in. We have city manager Tyler Brooks. So, Tyler, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for the invite. And public works director Dave Buchanan. Dave, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. So we started out just we were going to have David, but uh, I guess the mayor and the city manager wanted to kind of join in. But that's okay. We can have a little uh, little group discussion, Chris. We just got to push our way in here. You so. bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to start, uh, Chris, first by saying congratulations. Uh, you'll be serving another two years as mayor, the filing period this week, and you drew no opponent. So uh, I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I just felt that we had some things still left to do on council and and i still have the energy for it i don't have to worry about a city manager or being city manager at this point so i was pretty happy about that so we can really um i know we got staff set up ready to go to focus on lots of projects we need to get started on and just improving the overall quality of life at chickasha so you've been on the duty for four years now yes and the last year for sure was definitely challenging it, it was um you know it's you know i, I don't it was interesting, though. I kind of wish every council member could have sat in the seat uh, where I was. Cause as really, acting city manager. As acting city manager, because you, you dealt you know the details of the operations as well as the legislative side of council. And, and so you just you saw the entire operation. And then that's when things really became apparent on how badly we needed to improve some things. And so I started having conversations with David about things last March. Yes, uh, I believe, and when we had that right after that deep snow, uh, that deep freeze, as I call it, back in February of twenty-one, and it's just like it was the evident. Polar had, vortex that no cow. one will ever forget. Oh no, man! <laughs> that um, and don't want to repeat again. But so it, we, it just made it evident of all these problems that we had that were really brought to light because when we needed the infrastructure to work properly, it didn't. So you were able to get bring in Tyler Brooks yes. as uh, the new city manager and. Uh, so, Tyler, you're still kind of getting your feet wet a little bit, but haven't heard anything bad. Haven't heard anything good either. <laughs> I guess you're doing okay so far. Yeah, that's a good spot to be in. Yeah, no, we, you know, Mayor Mosley and, and the council really uh, set me up with success with a good staff and obviously a great public works director. David's got a lot of great ideas. New finance director with CPA. We haven't had that for maybe ever. So, yeah, we've got a, a lot of good staff uh, supporting me, I'm leaning heavily on them, le leaning hard on them while I go through this uh, learning curve. But, yeah. We wanted to bring David in to talk about some of the projects he's got going on. And really, you kind of got uh, sidetracked with the snowstorm last week. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, you know, we, we ran uh, a crew 48 hours uh, around straight. the clock. Yeah. Straight. And spent about $3,000 worth of materials, uh, put it down. But uh, I think over, overall, uh, we didn't get too many complaints. I think the snow routes were in pretty good shape and they were passable. So, uh, but yeah, we've got some projects going on as well. Uh, obviously, I think the last time you and I talked, we talked about Utah and we talked about Douglas Street, uh, Utah between 8th and uh, 9th. That has been poured. Um, and then uh, they're moving over to uh, uh, Douglas Street, and that's uh, from Maple Day to Scipio Lane. Um, but uh, all contractors right now are having a hard time. Um, they're behind, they're having supply issues. I, I hate to say that, but they are. And uh, of yeah, course, with, we're not uh, with, we're not alone in that yeah, either. And here. with COVID, they're having staffing issues as well. So, so most people are, are a little behind, and these projects should have been completed by now. But, but uh, they'll be completed in the next month or so. 
Uh, we've got, uh, of course, we've got the Grand Villes uh, project going on at Adiacipial and Grand Extension. Uh, we've got uh, Redbud Ridge that's going on right now. And, uh, of course, we've got uh, a lot of projects queued up. I think Tyler's going to talk about here in a minute that we'd like to uh, get accomplished in the next year or so. So, uh, yeah, we're busy, definitely. So uh, so the water and sewer lines have been installed on uh, Adesipio and Grand Avenue. Yes, Station as a matter of fact, they're in. They've been inspected, and, they've been, and they're ready to go. So I think it won't be long. You'll be seeing some construction going on out there. All right. Uh, do we have some vendors and ready to go? Because there's going to be some residential and commercial construction, yes. right? Yes. Well, that, that would probably be a question for community development. You know, I mm-hmm. focus mainly on the infrastructure, you know, not, <laughs> right. not who's coming in. So, but Rachel can't be here to talk, yep. but uh, Chris or Tyler, maybe one of you guys can talk about uh, that development over there. Well, I guess we could. Okay. Um, yeah, on, I, honestly, I don't know individuals that uh, uh, CJ um, is She's the developer for that. She's the one that's been responsible for it. I know there is a home two suites that is coming in, uh, but there's also the townhomes, I believe, will be the next step. They'll be back up towards the fairgrounds a little bit. And then there's um, – it's still that 21 acres of development. I know six and a half at one time were going to be the, the retail portion of it. The re- Because you have the hotels, you have apartments, you have senior living, you have townhomes, and then you have the retail section of it. Right, uh, with the, some, maybe a restaurant or two, uh, possibly? Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of potential over there for all kinds of retail, housing, uh, a couple of restaurants. Um, but as far as who has actually filed for that or whatever, I'm going to leave that to Rachel Disclose at the right at the right time. I don't right. want to put anything out there that's not out there yet or isn't, isn't public, uh, ready for public knowledge yet. And let's talk about uh, the residential development that's going on. Uh, we've got uh, the Shadow Valley. Shadow it's, Valley. It's, yeah. it's about done, or what's the progress on that? Uh, that? They're on that third phase. We approved that on council probably 60 days ago, I think. And then. Um, That's uh, west of uh, like 25th and Chickasha, or Country Club Road. It is, yeah. By, it's by north, the water on, tower. north on Country Club by the mm-hmm. water tower. And they're putting that last section in there. I saw quite a few new duplexes going in. Uh, and those will be uh, rental property. Then. On the Redbud Ridge, you know, they're, they're pouring the streets and such. So that's progressing pretty quick also. Then we've got uh, the new homes that are being built in the uh, Sleepy Hollow uh, Sleepy edition. Hollow edition, too. That's what's on the so third, yep. third phase. It's on the third phase there also. We approved that uh, just about a month or so ago. Yep. After some questions we had about water runoff. And then you also have uh, Scissor Tail at 29th and Grand, which I'm not sure what their timeline is on that, but it'll be coming up here pretty quick also. And so we saw part of Chickasha's history torn down this week for the the promise of a new Starbucks restaurant. So uh, the Ranch House Motel. Yeah, the Ranch House Motel is gone. A lot of of stories with with that. We've seen on (laughs) Facebook over the last few weeks, I guess. Yeah, it it was a, you know, unfortunately for the Ranch House, it was a prime real estate location. As right as you come off I-44, and it's, you know, you enter right there, and the Starbucks will be there. And the key thing you look at is what else comes with the Starbucks? Who else follows them? They, they see that big sign there, and they're like, well, maybe Chickasha is the place we need to be next. And so that next development is starting to come. I know of some other things that are happening now. We're waiting on the applications to come in. I just happen to be in the right place at the right time to understand it. So or to hear about it. And so there's some other things coming now also. I mean, there's could be a, quite a bit of development off Grand Avenue. 
uh, that on the commercial side. So it's very exciting to see, and it's some things we need. Yeah, that's between Fourth Street and Ninth Street, kind it of is, uh, yeah. in the Pud District. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's like behind Homeland, yep. and then west of where the old skating rink used to be. Yes, sir. So, uh, by Everything Burger is. King and yep. Walgreens Pharmacy and Aldi's, and so yeah, it's that section a, <clears throat> just um, in between uh, the the health services mm-hmm. and the water the water dispenser. There's that area right there that's got some people that are hot on it that's going to be taking place. Um, and then, you have, of course, you have the Starbucks on the backside. So I think once you start getting those more anchored spots in, you'll start seeing more development come right behind it. So we could see an active uh, spring and summer as far as uh, building permits and things like that for a commercial. So. Sure hope so. And, of course, the, the residential, too, with the gated community at Redbud Ridge. I know yeah. a lot of folks are looking forward to that. Yeah, we gotta we gotta meet the the demand of homes and make sure that we're providing places to live. That was a, you know, that was a struggle when I first got here was finding a home big enough. Of course, I have five kids, so there's not a lot of a lot of huge homes or, or not huge homes, but homes with four bedrooms or something like that. So anything we can do to increase the availability of homes for as the city continues to grow is going to be really important. David, you talked about some of the street projects that are coming up. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, on Douglas on the east side of town and. What are some of the street projects we're looking at maybe this summer? Anything in well, the works? Well, n- nothing in the works this summer. I'll tell you, most of our focus uh, here recently has been our, on our water infrastructure, specifically the water treatment plant. Uh, we had lots of problems last year. We're trying to avoid those problems this year. So I have been focused with uh, USW uh, looking at what the needs are at the water treatment plant. Uh, wastewater plant's actually in pretty good shape. Um, but uh, the water plant has some needs. So I think that you're going to see that coming up in the, in the near future over the summer. You can see a lot of work going on out there. Right. There's been a, kind of a management change out there. And that's there been has beneficial. been a management change, yes. But we, Chickasha, have some infrastructure needs that we need to address. Um, and we need to be look, thinking long term as well. We have all this development going on, and we need to be able to provide water in the future. Uh, we, you know, we reach 85% capacity at that plant, and they'll, the DEQ will uh, make us go into an engineering phase for a, a larger plant. Um, but there are some capacity issues right now that we're looking at to address uh, to get the plant back to where it originally should have been and produce a much better quality of water. And it- you're, you and USW are kind of combining efforts to uh, kind of clean out the water lines a little bit, flushing fire hydrants oh, yeah, and things. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And that, those are some of the projects that, we, that we've got queued up for the next year. Um, we really need to look at our distribution system. We need to start replacing some of those lines. Uh, we have lines that uh, have, are just so old that they do not produce the flow and the pressure that they, that they need to. So uh, those are being identified, and, uh, and we need to address that. A lot of those are in the downtown area. Tyler, I know the city council has been talking uh, last few months about uh, doing some things with the water rates. And I know there's some concern about uh, the increase, but, you know, you need to come up with the money that you need to finance uh, some of these projects. So the council this week passed some new water or some new fees that should help a little bit. And let's talk about the difference between what was passed this week and then what's still to come. Uh, for residents to kind of look at yeah no thanks for uh, thanks for asking us about that so uh well, something i want to highlight that david said as we've been going through this budgeting process and we've been going through talking about water fees and rates and not just water fees and rates but fees and permit rates citywide for all kinds of activities um 
the, the, what he said is the bar that we need to set is sustainability. And that's kind of seems like a duh statement, but it needs to happen and we're not there. And so as we revised a lot of the, you know, the fee schedule that was passed at city council this last week was um, getting us to the point where we're covering our costs and preparing a little bit for the future. We're not making a ton of money on these increases in fees. It's just covering costs and planning for the future. Um, and as far as what was passed on the, on the water side was just a couple of, of uh, things to cover our costs in the application period. And if someone wants to transfer service or if we have those users who are frequent disconnects, um, we're covering our costs associated with that, but we haven't we haven't passed anything with an actual water fee or water rate increase that you'll see on your water bill yet. So there's been some a lot of talks, Chris, over the last several months, uh, like at work sessions and such. Right. And yeah, we at work sessions we had talked about two different things going on. Uh, one is the cost of water production and to treat the water, to receive the water, treat the water, distribute it through the system and then distribute it back to the treatment plant then back to the river at that point you know what were the actual costs were to to do that process and then are we covering enough or are rates high enough to cover that and are they high enough to cover the depreciation that goes along with using the infrastructure because you have to plan for your replacement while you're using it and so in the past our rates we were losing money almost like last year we lost about a million five million six with water and uh, so really we're using our sales tax dollars, which can be used to fix other things or hire the appropriate personnel to pay our water bills. And so I just thought that was nonsense and it needs to stop. And so uh, and that was a big push of mine this last year and get Tyler here, get him up to speed. And, and Dave and I have talked about this quite a bit, as well as Cindy Rogers, our CFO, uh, getting us in the right spot. So with the, there's a fee that we're looking at and that goes for the specific public works projects that we're having to do. And, and with those projects, we're talking about water lines, sewer lines, meet, not meters, but uh, valves. Uh, there's all this decaying infrastructure. We had a, I know we had a fire in, on an old abandoned building, and it was on a third hydrant, I believe, before we got water. So it tells you either the one hydrant was a private hydrant, but it was still a hydrant, but we had another one we went to, and it was frozen up. We couldn't, wouldn't operate. So we had to go to another hydrant to open it to get the water that we needed to put out the fire. Uh, we also had a uh, six-inch line break. Was that a, on Maple Lane? Yes. It was right at Maple Lane, but it serves a big area. And I almost say it's like the 10th valve we had to turn before we got the water shut off. Okay. You should only have to turn like two. So we have there's a valve exercise uh, program that we don't have that we need to instill, but it takes manpower to do that. And exercise program is just basically going out and opening and closing valves to make sure they work. And if they don't, flag them so we can come back and repair them. Well, you'd still need more personnel to do the repairs. So it's going to be a very nominal fee that we're talking about to make those those type of repairs. And so we we have an aging structure. It's over 100 years old, and it's just going to take some time and money to fix it all. And it's you know, and that our citizens our citizens deserve to have you know the very best service possible. And our staff wants to give it, but it, in today's in the environment it's just going to cost more money and we just don't have the, the resources uh, but we'll be looking at the water rates uh, we're looking to do some there's some a lot of math going on with that and so we I thought we'd be ready by February and I'm asking to pull that back a little bit until we get a few more calculations in there uh, to figure out how we want to handle that I want to make sure the depreciation of the water infrastructure was on the rate not on that fee and the reason is the high-end users one that needs to be paying the most because they're putting the most strain on the system uh, that 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 depreciation side would 
weigh heavier on a heavy user of the water system. So uh, you want to be as transparent as possible with this, yes. Uh, just so you can get the word out and get the support of the people behind you, and maybe yeah. answer you know some questions that uh, people might have. So yeah, absolutely. So and you know we're not talking about much. You know to be clear, as the mayor said, we're talking about two different two different uh, financial things here. We're talking about water rates and a water fee. And the water fee that will be placed on everyone's bill is going to be play is going to cover these you know eight or so projects that we have already planned and ready to go. We're just waiting on the manpower, and we're not talking much. You know, maybe five or ten dollars for uh, for residential users, a little bit more for commercial users, and then as far as is covering that per month or per year, or that'd be per month. Yep. Okay. And um, as far as like a water rate goes, we're talking about as the mayor said. Having the heavy users, the ones that put the most stress on the systems, having them pay for the majority of it that way, users that don't use as much, you know, um, you know, they're not they're not bearing that burden unnecessarily. They're not paying for the burden that the heavy users are, are right, putting so the on min- the system. What's the minimum is like two thousand gallons. It is um, two thousand gallons, mm-hmm. and we do have a lot of minimum users, and so it didn't make sense to me. Uh, to and usually they're on a fixed income with at that point. I didn't want to, I didn't want to put too much stress on their own budget. Uh, I mean I, nobody wants an increase. I mean I, I definitely don't. I mean it's because it's per meter and I have a meter for my house, a meter for my sprinkler, so I'm gonna be paying twice. You know, but it's I know it needs to be done, and so I but I did not want that cost of depreciation like Tyler was saying on the usage to affect those minimum users. I want to be as minimal as possible at that point so there's going to be some information available on the website i guess in facebook yeah so Which, by the way you use uh, quite regularly yeah. uh to get word out about what's going on yeah. yeah shay yeah absolutely shay is going to be leading that charge and and uh, working closely with david and the mayor and the council and i and making sure that we're getting this uh information out to the public we'll have uh, all the information out there on the city website, and we'll try to break it down in a little bit, show some videos of kind of, hey, look, here's some areas that need that need fixed. And, um, you know, so that way it's easier for people to understand exactly where their fees are going. Um, you know, to kind of put it in perspective, as far as uh, David's crew, um, they're, they're responsible for the water distribution system, sewer collection, stormwater drainage, hydrants, city's two cemeteries, nearly 300 lane miles of city streets, including all the streets, uh, all the lines and the signs. And uh, despite that large workload, Public Works only has about 16 people trying to accomplish all of that. And especially when at times with like COVID, we might only have four or five people in a day at its worst. And that's certainly uh, certainly not enough. So what we're trying to do is bolster that to make sure that the community is getting the services that they, that they actually deserve and that they expect. Um, city with this scale of responsibilities typically need 30 to 40 full-time employees. And uh, so we're trying to get him up to where we need to be. Um, we talked about the defective valves and the t- defective fire hydrants, but we're also talking about things like concrete road patches. You know, everybody wants their road fixed and they call and we try to get it done, but uh, you know, it takes us some time and it you know, makes us look like we're not trying when in fact his guys are r- working overtime trying to get everything done. Um, but we have a lot of things that manpower is huge. We had one member of our community, she had sewer back up into her home raw sewage five times in a month and the reason it took so long is because we had our guys out there trying to fix the sewer lines it should have only taken a few days or maybe a week but 
they kept getting pulled off of other of that job to go work other emergencies. And so that's not the business model we want to follow. People deserve a lot better service than that. And David needs more guys to, to accomplish that. Guys and gals and whoever's, uh, you know, try to increase his team. He's, he's a good leader. He's got a good vision. We need to give him the tools he needs to, to get the stuff done. We had uh, Fire Chief Tony Samaniego on the program there a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and uh, he's looking forward to adding some new manpower yes. with the fire department. He is, and that, and that is something that we're looking at with the transfers, and, and Tyler can probably tell a little bit more about that also. That is something that Tony and I started having that discussion last, um, maybe last February. And so it's a long process, and it deals with ambulances. And the big thing is, is you know, you have, you have departments, and departments, there's expenditures there. And, and the, these, there's not enough revenue to offset the expense, nor, but I really don't expect it to offset it if that makes sense some just don't generate enough but they're they're essential services so you just it's just part of life which you have to deal with but with the transfers we're able to generate a little more revenue which will offset some of those expenses that we have we're talking about transferring patients for, like from, from the hospital local city and yeah. such and and that's uh we we're passing on quite a few of those just because we have three ambulances running it's not enough there's multiple days where it's just not enough i was before tyler got here there we had a sales rep here with um and he was using uh, uh, some like the Jaws of Life and some of those, ex- those expansion tools and such. And he goes, hey, would you like to come see him? I said, yeah, I'd love to. And so I go there and watch him. My time with 30 minutes is over with. Everybody's gone, including the chief. They're on call. So I'm there with the sales rep. And he showed me how these tools work. And something I'll never use, yeah. but it was pretty fascinating. But we're, if we'd had more staffing and another ambulance, it taken care of it because they were pretty much all medical calls. Yeah, we can't be at the situation in the city where we don't have an ambulance in the city because they're doing these transfers and we just aren't set up well enough with enough manpower and resources to do that. That's unacceptable. And so we're we're trying to work to the point where we never, ever have to deal with that situation. So, David, again, uh, <clears throat> getting to be warmer weather, hopefully soon. We've had some good. This week's been pretty nice. Yeah, we'll so, just uh, have to wait and see what happens yeah. next week. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, want to urge people to use the request tracker on the Absolutely. website if they see a water break or something an issue that they they uh, can use the request tracker. Of course, if it's if it's a big water break, it's an emergency. Please call Public Works, which is two 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 six zero eight zero. We'll we'll dispatch somebody immediately for that. Um, now, if it's after hours, uh, you would contact a police dispatch, and they will call the on call person uh, to come out and. Uh, and evaluate it. If it can wait till the morning, it'll wait till the morning. If not, we call in the cavalry and, and get it done. So let's talk about uh, bulk disposal of uh, maybe trees or branches or limbs or appliances or furniture or anything like that. Folks can still take those items out to public works? If at, they... at the moment, we're not set up for the uh, bulk items other than dry trash. Okay. But uh, one of the fees that was passed the other night is going to allow us to set dumpsters out at, at City Hall or at City Hall, at Public Works, and call it, well, let's just call it a citizen reception center or transfer station. Uh, so in the future, in the near future, they'll be able to bring us limbs, they'll be able to bring us mattresses, couches, whatever. Now, there will be a fee associated with that, but it'll keep them from having to go to the uh, to the landfill themselves. It'll just be a convenient option for everybody. Uh, why don't you uh, give some props to one of your 
employees. I guess you got a promotion. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Omar Fierro is now the operations manager, and uh, he's doing a fantastic job. Uh, what we're trying to do with the, with, the, with this uh, uh, fee that they were talking about uh, is get him the manpower that he needs, uh, because right now we just we just respond to emergencies, and and you know it, it'll slow down a little bit, and we can come back and do a little bit of work. But what we really want is. Uh, a street crew and a line maintenance crew dedicated to these long-term projects to where they don't get pulled off and we can start thinking long-term and not just putting a band-aid on it and moving on to the next yeah he's been with the city almost been with the city a while hasn't uh, he? he's been with the city i believe coming up on five years five years yes. all right good deal well congrats to omar uh before we go uh tyler the uh, there's the the master fee schedule that was approved this week is that going to be up on the website that the folks can go Look at or anything like that yeah yeah we're working on getting that up there as soon as possible um that way they can see the changes and know what to expect in the future all right mayor any final comments this morning i know it's a great day it's a great great day to live in chickasha and i'm just proud to be uh uh serving for two more years for the city of chickasha and just really look forward to the uh changes we have coming up here all right, I want to thank uh, Mayor Chris Mosley and City Manager Tyler Brooks and Public Works Director David Buchanan for joining us on the program today.